Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 5, Descendants of Adam. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them, male and female, And he blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became a father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Then the days of Adam, after he became the father of Seth, were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Seth lived 105 years and became the father of Enosh. Then Seth lived 807 years after he became the father of Enosh, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Enosh lived 90 years and became the father of Kenan. Then Enosh lived 815 years after he became the father of Kenan, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Kenan lived 70 years and became the father of Mahalalel. Then Kenan lived 840 years after he became the father of Mahalalel, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Kenan were 910 years, and he died. Mahalalel had lived 65 years and became the father of Jared. Then Mahalalel lived 830 years after he became the father of Jared, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalalel were 890 years, and he died. Jared lived 162 years and became the father of Enoch. Then Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch, 
and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Methuselah lived 187 years and became the father of Lamech. Then Methuselah lived 782 years after he became the father of Lamech, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Lamech lived 182 years, and he became the father of a son. Now he called his name Noah, saying, this one will give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands arising from the ground which the Lord has cursed. Then Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Noah was 500 years old, and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So not many people lived and actually were taken by God without having to die. Most people lived their life and one way or another, they died. Now we know about Elijah being taken up in the chariot of fire. A lot of people just completely pass over the fact that Enoch never died. In fact, when you go through the genealogy or this description of the descendants of Adam, why is it that God wanted to make a difference around Enoch's description? Everyone else, all it really mentioned is, you know, Methuselah, he lived so long and then he, he, um, he had a son, he had other sons and daughters, and then he died. But with uh, Enoch, he, he focused more on the fact that he walked with God. He spent time with, that's different from all the other ones. So he walked with God. That's the same description used when it talks about how man and woman, Adam and woman, walked with God every morning and every evening in the garden. So Enoch spent intimate time with God. And he never died. He was just taken up. So... Um, it's, it's pretty important to dig in and try to figure out what was different about Enoch? Well, I know one thing. Uh, in Hebrew tradition, in the history of, or in the tradition of Israel, they focus on, of course, the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, the Tanakh, which would include uh, above and beyond the Torah, you also have the prophets, the books of wisdom, and then you have the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch is included in um, many different divisions or sects of Jewish uh, religion. They still include the book of Enoch as something to read. Yet Christians rejected it. They said it, it's not, it's not uh, something that they want to read. They say that it's not consistent. And here's where I think the biggest, the biggest inconsistency is for Christians. Well, first of all, 
know that it happened when Constantine said, I'm going to de-Judaize the Bible. He wanted to create more division between the Judaism and Christianity. And he made Christianity in his image and in his beliefs and in his faith that he came out of, which was pagan. He wanted to drive a massive distinction between Judaism and Christianity and create a hatred for Judaism. And he did that for military purposes, but he also did it to just completely go against the Jews. Now, if that's his purpose and his reasoning, and he's the biggest reason why Enoch is not accepted by Christians, you really have to start wondering, was that God's ordained desire or man's ordained desire? God said, do not add to or take from. And that wasn't the only thing that Constantine changed, but he definitely added to and took from the word. And as Christians, we read his version of that word. So that's something to dig deeper into. But back to Enoch. In the book of Enoch, it describes many things that, like, for example, it describes um, creatures that were in the garden. Creatures that aren't described anywhere else in the Bible on earth except in Revelation. So if we read Revelation, we can read it now without the book of Enoch and we can say, oh, this is symbolism. This isn't literal. Those animals don't actually exist. It's an it's a symbolism of something. And then we could create our own understanding. But if you include the book of Enoch, that proves that they actually lived. And that those animals, those creatures that existed on earth are also in heaven. And that makes it more literal. A lot of Christians don't want the literal sense of the word. They want it to be. They... Their desire is for the word not to be literal, but to be symbolic. Because then they can live their life and justify their own desires. God was very intentional when he said, a man's way is right in his own eyes. So be careful when we we just fall right into that. Many times I would ask growing up, I would ask a pastor or, or a preacher, I'd say, why is this? And they say, well, that's because that's what my preacher told me. Or that's because that's what we learned in seminary. So because man had told them, that's what they believe. And they continue to teach what they had been taught. But not one of them ever told me, because this is what it says in the Bible. So, Father, I just pray that you could bring clarity, you could bring understanding, and you could give us a desire to dig deeper into your word, that we can... Come to know your word the way you wrote it, with the purpose and the meaning that you have in your word, not by our own understanding, but by yours, that we come to know um, every bit of the love, the passion, the intent, and, and, and everything involving your commandments and statutes and ordinances and testimonies, that we may keep them because we have the ability to keep them. Uh, Father, I pray that this the cloud of misunderstanding and confusion 
And that spirit of confusion can just be cast away so that people can understand your desire for us to live in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.